Hello and welcome to episode 17 of This Week on Earth. Got a great episode for everyone today. Whole lot of everything. We have tech tips, we have current events, everything in between. Sit tight, let's get it going. Anyways, all right, hello and welcome. <laughs> We're back. We made yeah. it. We live. We made it to another Thursday. Indeed. People are very confused because they're like, what? We, we don't listen to these on Thursdays. They don't drop on Thursdays. No. Guess what? We record on them. Thursdays. This audio time travels into the future at the rate of the present and is delivered into your ears. Exactly. It shows up whenever we're whatever we're good and ready for it to show up in your feed, and that's that's all you need to know. And that's all we got. <laughs> Everyone have a great night. Uh... Be back again Tuesday. <laughs> you want to kick off the article? Yeah, uh, we're gonna avoid current events. So in lieu of that, we're bringing you um, th- what do we call it this weekend news? Like we literally haven't done this in probably four weeks. I like it. Which this is... weekend news. Yeah, that's like 80% of our existence. So uh, this week in news, this is coming to you from uh, BBC, uh, from the great continent of Australia. Men hired for sexual fantasy break into wrong house. Who hasn't done that before? Uh, Yeah, you know, it's happened to all of us. I don't know why this one had to make the news. Uh, I think maybe, should I just read through this? Because I was just looking through, it's probably like a two minute read tops. Yeah, why why don't you you hit the the high notes at least? Yeah. So let's, I'll I'll read the the bolded kind of subline here. So, in a sex fantasy gone wrong, two men with machetes enter the wrong house in New South Wales, Australia, before quickly realizing their error. Uh, So here's the gist. Some guy in Australia hired two men to enter his home with machetes and to tickle him with a broom. Yep, that was his sexual fantasy is to be tickled with a broom by two men with machetes. These two men entered the wrong house, uh, quickly realized that they were in the wrong house. Uh, one of them actually shook the hand of the homeowner, saying, Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry for breaking into your house, machetes. Yeah, this was we were... uh, early in the morning, right? 6.15 uh, in the morning. 6.15 in the morning. It's quite the wake-up. So apparently, though, here's, here's honestly probably the weirdest thing about this whole story. It did happen at 6.15 in the morning. Uh, I'm going to read this line for you. So, when the resident noticed a light on in his kitchen at 6.15, he assumed it was a friend who came by daily to make morning coffee. So, this man has a friend every day (laughs) who comes over around 6, 6 6.15 to brew him coffee to start the day. That's honestly like... We all need one of those. Maybe maybe that's that guy's sexual fantasy. I think he I am was more also likely yeah. a sexual fantasy of his friend <laughs> making like, wait coffee. A <laughs> I don't smell coffee. God <laughs> damn it, Jeff. Uh, I can't finish unless you make coffee. Um, <laughs> I honestly think it's more likely to have someone break into my house with machetes than to have someone who I would like to come over to my house every day to make coffee for me. Yeah, this was, uh, this whole thing's wild. <laughs> it's top to bottom. Um, he did not get his coffee. Sounds like he, uh, just, well, had two guys that apologized to him with machetes and then left, which I gotta say, if you're gonna meet two people with machetes, 
One of the better ways that goes down. Yeah. <laughs> Not many times you get away like that. Uh, he made it out. So, and the other person, it seems like they got what they wanted, right? The, the original person who hired him. Uh, so it sounds like they kind of just... Uh, so what happened is when they did show up to the right house, I'm assuming they were too late at that point. So it uh, says, yeah. the two men then drove to the correct address where the client noticed one man had a great big knife in his trousers. The client then cooked bacon, eggs, and noodles. Interesting breakfast. Uh, and a short time later, the police arrived at the property and arrested the hired pair. You could so. take any <laughs> sentence here and just talk about it for 30 minutes, just trying to figure out what it was. The uh, whole like thing the noodles is part. How did, what do you make it? How are you making that? I don't. Yeah, is that a thing in Australia? Do they eat know. noodles? We should uh, reach out to Edgar. He knows all about Australia, mate. Uh. Yeah, he's a big time listener. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll fill us in after. Uh, this one's wild. You like what you like. Good for that guy, but not my cup of tea or coffee. Yeah. Um, I gotta wonder at the first house they showed up to. Did they leave because the actual guy who makes coffee showed up and goes, "Wait, who are you two? <laughs> Yeah, Carl, Carl, this is my house. Yeah. Yours, is, yours is across the street. No. He walks into two guys with machetes. Well, this is awkward. How, how much do you think the coffee guy, I would say he's had a friend, but no way that's just a friend. He's getting paid. Yeah, he's yeah, got to be. 50 bucks a week? It's not enough for me, but. No. What do you think? So that's probably, so to brew a pot of coffee. Depends on how close you, you live. There's a lot right, of stuff here. Right. If, if it's his neighbor, that's one thing, right? If they're like, hey, let's save money on coffee, we'll just share a pot because I can't drink four cups. But if I make anything less than that, it's going to be watery. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe he's like, all right, so we'll we'll share a pot. I'm your neighbor. So that's 30 minutes a day. Let's say that, right? You're, it probably takes 10, 15 minutes to like fully brew the pot. Yep. You know, including prep time, right? Getting the filter out, putting it in. This is assuming he's using a standard coffee mate style pot, nothing too fancy. Uh, you know, probably wake up, go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, throw your shoes on. That's another five to ten minutes, right? You go, you head over, you're at twenty twenty-five. By the time you're actually pouring the coffee, that's thirty minutes. So five days a week you're looking at two and a half hours of labor. Uh maybe eighteen bucks an hour on that, I feel like is a fair because it's like a, it's not a necessary service, right? It's not like someone's nope. gotta do it. Right, he's he's giving him a, a tailored service. Eighteen bucks an hour for two and a half hours. Was that put you at forty five bucks? So yeah, I'd do it for fifty bucks a week. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pass on that. Plus free coffee. I like if you're if you're unless he works from home, fifty bucks a week. You just get go to a coffee shop. Right. Well, and then there's that also the part where he has to tickle the guy with a broom afterwards. So, yeah, we didn't factor that in. That's four hours of pre-work foreplay. So, you know, you bake that in. That's 20 hours a week. Mm, 18 bucks an hour on that. That's, you know, 360 bucks. right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at, so I do it. I do the broom tickling, free coffee, and and, and, uh, um, uh, brewing the coffee for four to $450 a week. Why don't you start uh, putting flyers up around your neighborhood, Jack? Give me your address yeah. to say knock on my door if you're interested. In you got to assume there's coffee. probably economies of scale there, too. Like if I have three to four clients, I can probably reduce my prices and just, you know, where I'm, you know, maybe I could brew one giant pot of coffee and I'm bringing <laughs> over. I'm instead delivering fresh brewed coffee rather than brewing it in their home. Um, and, and I could say, hey, if you want to brew it in your home, I can do that for a surcharge so I can have a premium service um, for for the premium weirdos out there let's let's keep this going because i think it's gonna it's gonna kick off people are gonna love it 
Yeah, you you're know gonna, what? Honestly, you're gonna scale even more, and then at that point, you might as well get your own building so that you can brew the coffee in, and they'll just stop by. Ooh, what if they could just come the to me? That now, can I still tickle them with brooms for four hours? Yeah, I mean, there's okay. a certain point uh, in in your growth where you're gonna have to stop that, or, or at least allow the customers to to handle that themselves. They can do it amongst themselves, but you'll probably have to step back. And I think that's about the time when you start hiring employees, they all have to put on aprons. You end up getting a a bar, you get some seating, you get some nice, we'll say, alternative rock or very light kind of acoustic kind of music. Yeah. And then name your building. I, Jack's Coffee? I didn't come up with something better than that. But I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is, right? So we still want to tickle people with brooms. But it's unrealistic that we're going to have a massive amount of brooms stored within our own facility. I think people will need to bring their own. They'll need to carry their own. We'll call it Carry the, a Broom Coffee. The, the tickling machete. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll call it Caribroom. Carry a Broom. Oh, I meant Caribroom. <laughs> Caribroom. Caribroom. Caribroom Coffee. I mean, I, it's, it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Perfect. So, well, I didn't. I didn't think we were we we're getting there after reading this article, Jack. We just got you. You're a new business. I hope your coworkers are listening because you're about to. They're an not. Entrepreneur. <laughs> we have 23 listeners, so <laughs> we plus <must> two. <laughs> they're not. Actually, I don't. I don't know where we're at. I haven't looked the metrics lately. Uh, to the 20 to 25 to. Hey, maybe we're at 30 now. Alia. Uh, I'm sorry. Jack- I, I have big news actually on this podcast. Oh, 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 it's worth, it's oh, oh. worth mentioning as we talk about listenership. I have put out a request on Venmo to my sister for $12 to sponsor this podcast. Oh, she has not yet responded, but I think it's a shoo-in. So no. I think we're going to have $12 to do whatever we want with. I'll split it, I'll send you six bucks. We're a sponsored podcast. We're professional. I love this more than I love the mailing you a check made from a white t-shirt that never happened concept. (laughs) Um, We're big time. We made it. 23 listeners and a little less than a dollar per listener. (laughs) Amazingly, amazingly, have not heard back from Spotify on that exclusive deal opportunity we presented. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, None none of them. We haven't heard back from Pepsi. We haven't heard back from Target. You know, it's... It would probably help if we published that episode before (laughs) before we recorded this one. So I'll say, as of recording this episode, I'm sure by time this comes out, we will be sponsored by Target and exclusively available on Spotify and also the uh, premiere um, uh, podcast of David's sister. Um, You know, I'm sure, you know, a week from now, this will all be coming to fruition. But for the time being... Um, still very disappointed in the showing from our uh, corporate overlords. It's truly unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm getting is, rid of all of my accounts. It is, it is truly the biggest travesty happening in America right now. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that woo sound is me like, ooh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> um. uh, what do we got today? Uh, that You've heard current events. Uh, I believe we're about to swing on down to Dave's own bias sports corner. And then we're going to close things out today with a, uh, another, um, petty rant from myself as I say something. 
potentially a DIY self-improvement. That's well. right. Time permitting. Uh, let's do it. You want to... Go to the corner? Run the bases? Um, there are four corners. These corners are a lot alike, but only one is unbiased. Jack, thank you for stepping into that particular It's gonna get worse every week. (laughs) My hat, it has three corners. Three corners has my hat. But there's only one unbiased sports corner. Picture a two-dimensional square. (laughs) You find yourself in a room full of corners. That was my uh, this week, Twilight, was Zone, Twilight Zone reference. <laughs> my apologies. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Welcome to another weekend. This weekend, making Dave uncomfortable. <laughs> woo! I've got to tell. Why I've is your woo the, the Will Smith woo? <laughs> uh, all right. In the corner. Today, I'm talking a... <laughs> Jack, I've talked about it with a lot of basketball fans, and something that I Jack's already coughing up all along. He just he disagrees so with this sorry. already. I'm so sorry. I inhaled. I just saw Jack hard seltzer. die live on Zoom. Oh. <laughs> it's not oh, able that was to help. So painful. All right, we're good. So we're in the corner. All right, Jack, thanks for stepping into this unbiased corner. We are uncomfortably close, 2,000 miles apart. I'm going to bring up a topic I've talked about a lot with sports, with basketball fans. This is a popular topic. Houston Rockets, the way they play basketball, in particular, James Harden as the Houston Rockets revolve around that beard. It's not very fun to watch. In fact, it's the absolute worst thing to watch ever. It is Um, awful. For those of you who don't know James Harden's style of playing basketball, there's some cool parts. One, he does step-back threes all the time. He's pretty good at them. He's really good at them, arguably the best of them. Those are sweet, but he only makes like 40% tops, and he he has like two-week stretches where he goes like two of 20, and it's the worst thing ever multiplied by two because he can't even do the best part of his game. The other half of his game consists of Driving into the lane, sticking his elbows out as high as he can, and as soon as there's contact on either side, flailing away from the contact and throwing the ball in the air towards the free throw. James Harden regularly shoots like 20 free throws a night, and I gotta say, for a guy that scores like 30, 35 a game, it is the most frustrating, boring thing in the world. <laughs> to just like watch a game, it's like, oh, he scores 30, 35 a night, that's sweet. It's like, ah, no, 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 but like most of it, he just stands in a line and shoots flat-footed. It's not any like cool stuff. It's countered with the step-backs are sweet when he hits them. But my God, 20 free throws a night is just nauseating. And he's, he's, he's basically going at the NBA by, like, I'm going to take advantage of the system. I'm going to throw my elbows out, flail. Not really a foul. Like, you play through it. You, you'd, like, tell your kid, like, no, no, no. You play through that. You go to the, you, like, you go to the rim hard. Right. 
Not James Harden. He he flails at every instance of contact, and he's rewarded for it. It's like the. It just sucks. He's like trying to like cheat basketball in a way. It feels like, and that, that's at, at its worst. And at its minimum, it's just boring. It's yeah. like boring as hell. This seems to be boring for those again. I blame this on Meta World Peace. Uh, his mentor. Everybody knows that that's not true. But have you seen the um, video? I mean, it was a clip from a game. <clears throat> Of Meta World Peace elbowing the fuck out of James Harden's face. I have at some point, I'm sure. I do it's not. a brutal elbow to the face, and I think that that was James Harden's final physical content that made him decide, okay, I will fall over at the slightest graze from now forward just to avoid getting elbowed in the teeth by Meta World Peace <laughs> one last time. <laughs> um... Is he back yeah, to I, Ron Artest now? It's, he's not Meta World Peace anymore, nah, I, right? I think he's still Meta World Peace. Look it up. We'll get the research team on yeah, it. Yeah, get the research um, team on it. I will say, James Harden, too, is not helping himself the way that he... He carries himself off the court. That, that can be taken a weird way. He's like a fine dude. I'm not saying he's not like a nice guy or anything. Which is his comments about other people in the league, and one in particular, Jack, you know I'm unbiased in this corner. Other corners I am biased, this corner yes. I am unbiased. <clears throat> Giannis Antetokounmpo and him spar for MVP almost every year at this point, or at least two years in a row. James Harden has said repeatedly that he's not skilled, and he's, the implication is Giannis. Which... It just blows my mind saying that the MVP, the most valuable player in basketball, has no skills. And then he says, like, well, I'd love to be seven feet tall and like just run dunk all the time. And then people, people get behind that and are like, hey, well, I don't, I don't like Giannis can't like dribble that well, he can't shoot that well. Now I want to I paint this picture. You are now seven feet tall. Your arms. Are about seven seven, yep, seven nine. You've got to dribble the ball, and when you dribble, you've now got to cover another foot, foot and a half. Yeah, you're going distance, right? Your crossover is going to be another foot, two feet. It takes longer each time. It takes longer to get the force out to your hand to cross over to shift the weight on your body. Of course, Giannis isn't going to have as crisp a crossover. He's got one and a half times the space yeah. to cover. The <laughs> fact that he is the best in the game right now in transition and moving at seven feet tall and really is like pioneering that. Other players have done it to a similar extent, but none like Giannis. About how you move like that. Like to say that isn't skilled, it just blows my mind. Yeah. It's like, oh, because he can't shoot threes and like he's not smaller, basically. He's not skilled. Blows my mind. So that's another ping against James Harden. Uh, I just looked this up, by the way. He's shot more free throws per game every single year of his career. Last year, or I guess this current year, it's going to resume at some point. Shot 11, nearly 12 free throws a game. Not 20. There are nights he shoots 20. It's just like, again, it's nauseating. It's literally yeah. him just flailing in the lane and he's sent a contact. It's the most boring way to watch basketball. I like it. I I concur. Uh, for the record, Meta Ford Artest. Whoa. Meta Ford hyphen Artest. I'm assuming maybe he got married to someone with the last name Ford. 
upsetting that he's no longer for world peace. Yeah. Staunchly. Very self-serving meta meta self-server. One more thing on the Houston Rockets as a whole. The style that was actually kind of fun. It's like shoot a lot of threes, transition. Their defense, especially in the last half of this last season, they, they went really small. I think the tallest guy on the floor is like 6'9", which is small for your tallest guy in the NBA. Very fast, a lot of threes. It's kind of fun. It's just ruined by the way that they approach free throws. I yeah. hate it. Not a fan. Fuck them. That's all I got. That's all I got. Thanks for stepping into the corner, Jack. Clearly unbiased. Uh, you know, unbiased happened to coincidentally bring up Giannis this week. I've never, I've never been biased in this corner of my life. <laughs> we should start. We should change the segment to Dave's Giannis corner, starring. That's Giannis fine. Compo. That's a, that's actually another corner. <laughs> The Giannis corner. Yeah, there's two of the corners. There's the biased corner, the unbiased corner, and the Giannis corner. These corners encompass my whole personality. So if those are two, I don't (laughs) know. This is Dave's cornerstone is what this should be called. Yeah. (laughs) Dave, can I just say something? You have the floor. I can't stand people who dump on other people for being passionate about things. And it's usually like things that like most people aren't passionate about like oh i'm really into this one anime show or whatever it might be and people are like oh that's so fucking lame and they want to dump on you for like being passionate about some niche media thing that you're super into fuck you like just you have your own shit let this person have their shit you know i i think that we should encourage passion in most forms you know obviously if you're passionate about having a um furry suit or anime girlfriend then maybe i won't get fully on on board with that uh but you know like generally speaking like if you're really into some cartoon or you're like really into one like you're super into like hey maybe you love shitty pop music like you just love like canned crappy very generic pop music and that's your thing good for you like that i I feel like music is one where it happens a lot where people are like oh Oh, but have you heard? And they throw off some like obscure prog rock band that no one's ever fucking heard of. It's like everyone's got different tastes. Just I think it's just good to see people passionate about things. And the whole like let's dump on people for liking things that I don't like is just the stupidest mindset. It's a sign of maturity, right? Like you, you. I think you realize as you get older and you are less concerned about what other people think of you that. Like, oh, like my, like I, I've, I've talked about on this podcast, like I'm going to start streaming video games. Like a lot of people think it's a waste of time. Right. Um, sometimes I, like I have like, you know, moments where I'm like, well, what am I doing? I just played Halo for five hours. <laughs> um, Pretty fun though. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, like people are just getting by, man. I, yeah. I think that transitions into another like really important point. It's just like, make yourself happy. Like, stop yeah. worrying so much. I think part of the problem is, like, we spend so much, like, I personally don't spend a lot of time unless you count, like, Reddit as social media, which I guess to an extent it is, but it's not to the same degree as, like, Instagram is the big one. Like, Facebook's a big one. Everyone's so worried about what everyone else thinks about how they're doing that, like, no one spends time to just, like, I'm just going to do shit that just makes me happy. Yep. You know? <clears throat> uh, 
You know that I, I, I don't do social media. In, yeah, you're in good about that. Yeah. Format. Uh, I have I have like LinkedIn. I have you like follow I Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, I have a Twitter, but I, I don't. The only friend I have on there is Isaac from, right. from college. And that was just actually, the way is the only way we could really connect at the time. I just had to stop that. Other than that, I don't follow any friends on there or anything. It's just news and you know, sports stuff. Um, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I don't have. Uh, I don't know what it, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. I think is the younger generation at this point. But and, I, and that's kind of part of the reason Snapchat. Another one. I you see those. There's a FOMO that comes in it. The it is so easy. Like in 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 any given moment, you're probably not doing what you want to do. It's like just kind of life, right? And and credit to the people that like are living the dream and and doing it. And, and maybe I'm overestimate or underestimate the amount of people that are that are in this scenario but average person there's the things you love and the things you have to do every day and they yeah. don't overlap very much and of course if you're going to go on snapchat there's people just showing the best parts of their lives exactly. Instagram or whatever and so of course you're going to look at that and be like hey i want to i want to do that um and I, I had enough of that you know after i was in college at some point i kind of got rid of everything I still think it's healthy most of the time. And there's, there's great things about social media. I don't think that's one of them. I'm kind of trailing back to the topic in hand, right? And and letting people like live their life. I, everybody is going to have a tendency to be uncomfortable with things you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And the maturity comes in, not that you... Um, Jack, I'm going to use your example. It's like somebody's in a furry suit or something. I don't understand it. I don't want to be a part of it. I'm going to try my best to not judge that. Like, if somebody really is entertained by it, it's harmless as a key part of it. It doesn't harm anyone. Go for it. Whatever. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. And what I said earlier was, like, not a fair assessment, right? Like, if you want to... Well, you can still, like, you know, like, you can choose, like, I'm not a part of that. It's kind of weird to me. Right, but right. the difference but it... is, like, going up to somebody and be like, that's stupid. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's nuts to me. But I, I, I mean, like, generally, like, I use them as an example of, like, well, they're weird. So, like, no. But, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, if that shit makes you happy, then fucking lean in, baby. Like, you yep. do you. Like, that's oh, yeah. great. That's fucking great. If you find a community of people that get you like, and, and you spent your whole life surrounded by people who don't like fuck yeah dude that's awesome i gotta uh, yeah I think as long as it's something that's not harmful to others is like my where you draw the line which i think is like probably most people would agree with that actually a lot of people wouldn't agree with that they would <laughs> you know they would say i don't care if it harms others or not i don't like it um but you know i mean like generally speaking like yeah i think the best way to live your life is like hey you're doing that over there it doesn't affect me cool great good for you like you do yeah i got it um, I had a couple examples from when I was a kid, and I like I think about it a lot. And I, well, not, not a lot, but I, I regret it. It's like a you know something you can look back on and you kind of grow from. And I, I'm using video games as, as two examples. I was I was always like one of the nerdier ones in my really close friend group. I, I played more video games than them. Uh, one instance I had, I was playing with a friend. It was a uh, online person, um, and it was a real-time strategy Lord of the Rings game. So you had to, like, build bases and units, and then you'd, like, march them through and try and take the other person's bases. Or yeah, like kind of StarCraft-style, but Lord yes. of the Rings. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and I liked it a lot. It was a ton of fun. 
was playing online against someone in it was, it was a friend and and I asked them to invite me and I turned my like Xbox Live status to offline because I didn't want my friends to see that I was playing this Lord of the Rings real time strategy. Oh I was yeah, self conscious yeah. about it. it wasn't a cool game or anything. it was one thing you play Call of Duty or it was sure yeah, yeah, yeah mainstream I mean, this what was, everyone was doing yeah yeah. Uh, I remember the guy that I was playing with was just like. You got some shitty friends if they're kind of like judging by that. <laughs> and I, don't, I didn't think my friends were shitty. It was more just me being a little self-conscious, more self-conscious yeah, sure. than I should have been. Um, and another example is uh, I, for a while, wanted to be competitive in the Halo scene. We talked about actually about this on a different mm-hmm. podcast, but uh, and I would, I would. This is a Zoom call out too. I got two two callbacks. I had a Zoom HD, which is the greatest device in the history of devices. Yeah. And I would put clips of professional Halo players on the Zoom, and I would watch them and, like, study all and I had nothing to do, just to try and learn and, like, see what they were doing. I would always do it so, I, like, nobody else could see the screen. Like, it was hidden. Like, I was so self-conscious of somebody looking at that and, like, asking yeah. me, and I would just, like, do that. Like, the older you get, it's just, like, dude, just have fun. Right. <laughs> There are two like moments where it's just like, who cares? Yeah, I think do what you like. I think also too, like it's helped that we live in the information age. That it's like you can realize that there's so many other people out there that are like, oh, you also like this. Like you, it's it's broadened. Like it's made it easier for people to find each other. I feel like has helped a lot. You know, like I mean, I feel like other people like grow up for years. Like, yeah, I've always been really passionate about ballet, but I can't tell anyone because they'll call me gay. You know, for years, like that was years and years and years. And now it's just like, wait, there's a whole group of people out here that are like ballet enthusiasts that yeah. are men. Like, okay, and like also not cool to use the gay word. In that, in that well, no, that's what I'm saying anymore. though. Right, but right, well, yeah, that's changed. But that's what I'm saying. It's like that I'm was not the point on I you. I'm just saying yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That, you're exactly right. That's right. what would have been said. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, up until like I know both parts are like, no, you should do that. And who, who would ever use that word? <laughs> yeah, which also like. I'm so fucking glad, like, now. Like, I, like we used it constantly in high school, too, and we're not yeah. that old. Like, Maybe I mean, it's like... Did. Right, like, the, especially the, you know, the F word, let's say, right? Like, that was, like, everyone would call each other that constantly. Constantly. Oh, you, you didn't cover your mouth when you sneezed? Faggot. Like, that was, like, <laughs> anything would... And it's, like, it, looking at it now, it's, like, holy shit. I can't believe that that was, like, totally acceptable. And yep. same thing with like retarded is another one where it's like yeah, I can't yeah. believe that that was that's like, like the there's never the malicious like discriminatory intent behind it. It was the same as using like you idiot, <laughs> like right. It's just another word to use, but it was like the slang word of choice at the time. But yeah, I, I, my friends did the same thing. I do appreciate that. I feel like as part of like not having the easy fallbacks of awful slurs to use to insult your friends, the the evolving of new insults that are way funnier than uh, using offensive terms like, hey, nice work, you fucking potato. Like, just yeah. like ridiculous. <laughs> like, like yeah. insane They're, offshoot yeah. uh hilarious insults that have formed <laughs> out of like not having easy go-to terribly offensive slurs to use um, um but yeah it's like it's anyways getting back so yeah just having the access to like know that there's a lot of other people that are into your like I, like i'm in a fucking bird watching i'm a 28 year old dude that likes looking at birds in his backyard hey big shout out to my wife by the way yeah she's gonna give me shit for liking birds at the end of the day though 
she's also buying me bird feeders and binoculars to look at them all the time. So, like, you know, that kind of support. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone's got some little, like, obscure she, hobby that they're super into. That like She's a bird, a closeted bird watcher. Yeah, honestly, That's I think she's means. coming around. I think she's yeah. coming around. She's going to be doing bird casts from now on. We're going to start doing a separate segment where Colleen comes and just talk to you about Orioles. Um, yeah, I just, like, I, I think that, I think that passion for things is cool, generally speaking. Yep. Like, just having something that you're really into that you invest your time into. And, like, you know, we're... We are incredibly fortunate to have the capacity to invest our time and energy into things. Unlike any other species on this planet, we have the ability to have hobbies. And like for anyone to shit on that is just such a crappy thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I just I, I love people yeah. being super excited about obscure things. And I think it's really sad that other people aren't all for that. Um, there's a I mean, I, I kind of I started with some of this. It would be awesome if everybody would just be like, yeah, every love, everything. Shouts to Jackie Moon for yeah, that Lee. slogan. It's not practical. And, and what is practical is when you see something or hear about something that, you, again, you do not understand, you do not think you would enjoy, etc. To not get defensive about it. That's really what it is. It's, it's, it's that order, order you're actually mean. Know, with bad intent towards the other yeah. person. If, if uh, like, I'll, another real world example here is like, I have a lot of friends that like camping and go backpacking all the time. It's a gorgeous area to do it. You yeah. Get in a mountain, you can snow cap any time of the year, you can go snow camping, do a zillion things. I can't stand camping. I, I did it once here. It was, we did it on a beach. It was a miserable experience. I'll, I'll probably call it out actually on a, on a whole other podcast because it's worth a worthy story. But, it's not my thing. I could sit here and be like, it's really stupid to like go and do this and like that. No, it's, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 camping's one of the like, a lot of people like. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no, no, no. But yeah. I understand that. It's like something you don't like. You could shit on it instead. You're like, oh, yeah, different strokes. Like, that's the easiest. Like, yep. different strokes, different folks. Um, I'll, so, what I love is when you discover something. That's super awesome that you always thought was stupid. Uh, so it's kind of like your camping story if you had fucking loved camping yeah. the first time. So yeah. uh, I think I might have told you the story that so a uh, buddy from college, he ended up in Chicago with me, but he was at a uh, small marketing agency. He was a media buyer for them. So if you're in media buying, basically all these media companies, so people who own stadiums and news assets and all these other things basically just want to butter you up all the time so you buy stuff from them so as a media buyer you get constant like free tickets to things you get like a ton of great perks but he was kind of like at the time because we were like fresh out of college he was like bottom of the ladder so you know while his higher-ups would get like you know box seats to the blackhawks or bears games or whatever it is uh this guy would get like oh i got tickets to wwe raw so he gets like four tickets to Raw, which was at the Allstate Arena, which is out in um, Rose Day, or, uh, Rosemont, kind of like 30, 40 minutes out of the city, but like still off the blue line. Um, so he's like, yeah, I got these tickets to WWE Raw. Do you want to go? And it was like a Wednesday night. I'm like, I guess. Like, I, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to go sit in my apartment otherwise. I'm like, fuck it. All right, let's go to Raw. And the whole time I'm like, yeah, we'll go for like a few minutes. It's probably going to be awful. And then we'll head out. It is the fucking coolest thing I have ever seen live. <laughs> it was so fun. 
it was so fun to the point that like literally Dave for weeks, weeks after I went to this event, I was dreaming about wrestling. <laughs> I'm not and I have never, ever, I'd never watched it on TV. Like I knew what it was, obviously. Yep. Like it's a big yep. part of our culture, I feel like. But like I had never watched it. I had played a video game once. Like that was about it. But like, you know, I knew The Rock. I knew, you know, Hulk Hogan. Like, you know, Big Show. Like, I knew the names that everyone knows, but, like, I didn't yep. know a fucking thing about wrestling. It was so fucking fun I, that, like, immediately I was like, oh, I get it. I get why so many people <laughs> love this. This, it was like, it is the, like, it's like the circus. Like, it is such a big production. Yeah, go ahead. As a, as a kid, I, I felt the same way. I was like, why, why would I like that? It's fake. And then as an adult, you're, you're, I, I haven't been. I would love to go. And I, the, you just get behind it. You're like, oh, they know it's fake, and they lean right. in well, hard. Right. I mean, think it's like it's Hamlet like, it's is like, fake. It's like, a, <laughs> like uh, yeah, it's like it's theater. It's right. theater with the, this like the, way over the top, like right. The you know. Barbara of Seville is fake. Yeah. Yeah, uh, right. You know, like right. all of it is fake. Like it's all yeah. a production, right? Like yeah. Hamilton is sort of fake. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, uh, you know, like if, if any of those shows you mentioned, you might like have a glass of wine or, or a nice cocktail or whatever you go to the show. Ross, the equivalent of I want to slam 20 beers with, with my boys and right. go see this over the top performance. I, yeah, I would is <laughs> I would 100 percent go watch it again. Not yeah. without any hesitation. If it was in oh, Minneapolis, yeah. which it has been, but like it just we haven't like. I found out my sister-in-law is into it, too. So I'm like, awesome. I have someone else that can, like, be into this with me while Max yep. and my brother and Colleen will be like, what the fuck is this? But, <laughs> um, no, I, I would 100% go see it again. And I, like, completely get it. But I'll say, too, like, it's kind of like a fireworks show. Like, I'm not going to want to go. You know, I don't want to watch it on TV every week. Yeah. But, like, yep. you know, once a year, I'd watch a fireworks show and be like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no it was it was such an awesome time that i like that was like a good wake up for me to be like oh maybe don't shit on things until you've experienced them you know like just yep. uh, so anyways i'm going to the furry convention this weekend yeah hey man rocket tell me what it's like but not in too much detail <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Woo! uh everybody love everybody i think that's really Yelly. the the summary here Yelly. Yeah, that's like uh, the uh, the closest thing I get to being a libertarian is like, oh, it's not impacting me. Fuck it, let it happen. Yeah, but also yeah. I, mean, I don't. That's it, like, don't be a dick. That's like the whole <laughs> right. Oh, sorry if you don't like it. Just don't be a dick about it. Let right. other people enjoy it. Bingo. Oh, that's what I got. So, Jack, you know, I've been talking about it for a while. I've been building, I built a computer. I'm about to build another one, actually, tomorrow. I've got a little bit of experience. Not a lot, not a lot, a little bit. And for this version of self-improvement, I would love to share a little DIY experience with our listeners so that if they ever wanted to learn about how to build a computer or build one themselves, they could use this as a rough guide for what it's like to expect your first time building one. Starting from scratch, or as scratch as I want to get. I don't actually want to build the parts, but I'll buy them. It's short, it's easy, it's only 23 steps. 
follow these steps and sooner than you think you will have a working new reddit machine all right step one spend 600 hours researching parts there are several parts all of the following are essential there are non-essential parts you could buy too i'm going to focus on the essential parts the first is a cpu the second is a graphics card you'll need ram you'll need a hard drive you'll need a motherboard you will need a computer case to house everything in you will need a power supply to give power to all of the equipment and you will need an operating system probably windows on a usb hard drive that you will be installing after building step one spend 600 hours researching those parts step two spend what feels like a billion dollars on all of those parts me, me myself i had my girlfriend hit the buy button because i was too scared to step three you'll want a nice clean desk to make all those mistakes you're about to make so clean up your desk and working area and make sure you've got a nice workspace. Step four, unbox your motherboard and keep the 600 page instruction manual handy. Install your CPU into the motherboard by placing it in while muttering, don't drop it you idiot, don't, don't you dare drop it under your breath so your partner doesn't hear. Step five, apply thermal paste to the CPU once it's set into the motherboard and screw in the CPU fan on top. Step six, immediately regret how much thermal paste you use and agonize over the inevitable destruction of your first CPU. Step seven, go to amazon.com and purchase the exact same CPU. Step eight, two days later, thank you Prime, repeat steps five and six. Step nine, while remaining sure that you've wasted another couple hundred dollars, click your RAM into place, easy. Step 10. Screw your motherboard into your computer case. Step 11. Immediately seek treatment for carpal tunnel after screwing those tiny screws into that goddamn tiny case and reflect on how, if you were more intelligent, you could have just bought a bigger case and a bigger motherboard. Step 12. Return, return to the source of your agony, this time with thumb braces, and install your graphics card by clicking it in to the PCI slot. How easy was that? Step 13. Realize you should have installed a hard drive under the graphics card and pull it, pull the graphics card out accordingly. Insert your solid state drive into the M2 port and then install the graphics card again. Step 14. Screw your power supply into the computer case. Step 15. Realize you should have plugged everything into the power supply before screwing it into the case, so unscrew it and plug everything in. Step 16, plug everything back into the power supply. Step 17, exciting, we're almost done. Connect an HDMI cord from your computer into your monitor. Turn on your computer. Step 18, giggle with glee as the RGB lights on the components you spent too much on light up and the fans start to whir. Step 19, groan in agony as no sign of life appears on your monitor. Step 20, Look off into the fading sunset and use all of your willpower to not unleash curse after curse into the cool, crisp evening. Step 21. Unleash curse after curse into the cool, crisp evening. Step 22. Realize that the HDMI cord doesn't plug into your motherboard, you idiot, but in fact your very expensive graphic card that's for 
you know, graphics. Plug it into your graphics card. Step, 20, step 23, boot up your computer and get that weird screen you've only ever seen IT professionals use. Congrats, you've posted. Step 24, plug in the drive you downloaded Windows to, install Windows, and celebrate with your brand spanking new state-of-the-art Reddit machine. And Jack, that's how you build a computer. So really the process is build two gaming computers. <laughs> yeah. Whatever shakes out after that is your new gaming computer. It's expensive, though. Fortunately, I already bought most of the parts. So Plus, I only need a couple more. You already have one viewer, so if he's willing to contribute $4,000 a month to your Patreon, you're golden, baby. So this is uh, something that I know as a streamer that streamed once and had one viewer that came for five seconds. I know streaming better than anyone. Yes. A lot of people will do, uh, they, will, they will build their stream, you customize the way it looks and stuff, and on there they'll have like a bar that says, hey, I'm $200 away from a, a new webcam. Ah. And then like people can donate and you know, obviously hit that. Get a new so you kind of support the streamer. What I'm going to do, because I'm an idiot and I've already gotten all the cool stuff, actually webcam I do need, 200 bucks, please send my way. So what I'm doing is I'm going to put a bar on the bottom that says, Zero, like zero dollars donated, and then two hundred fifty thousand to my Bugatti. <laughs> oh, I like that. Or you could say I'm going straight to the top. You could uh, you could just um, take streaming to the next level and say, uh, I don't know, five to ten million dollars, and and ten to twenty years of research away from Smellovision, um, <laughs> so that they could smell yeah. what smell what it's like to play video games as Dave. I think I'll do both. I'll uh, I'll I'll have two bars, and they can donate to whichever either one they want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like them to smell the exhaust from your Bugatti. That that's how you know you made it. <laughs> Bugatti or uh, under my mouse pad, what that smells like yes. after a long gaming session. <laughs> uh you could you could anyone who upsets you during the stream, you could send uh, cast removal uh, procedure. Uh, that the day they take your cast off your leg, send that smell right their way just to, oh, well. just to teach them a lesson. <laughs> smell vision is really a weapon. <laughs> Bioterrorism. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Thanks, Twitch. Uh, that's how you build a gaming PC. I think that's it. Another one in the books. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, this has been Everything You Need to Know This Week on Earth. I'm Jack. I'm David. Thanks for listening.